Are you good? We know. Welcome to the TPH podcast. <laughs> you can tell Fitzy doesn't like the camera. <laughs> it's the whole reason I, I'm into photography. <laughs> Keep doing it. I hate being Keep on the outside it. of it. Behind the camera. Today we have John Prosser, a good friend of ours for a while now. Yeah. I don't know how long. Uh, been a member of TPH for a long time. And we actually met John some time ago because his boy Memphis won a, are we allowed to say stuff like rifle? That's the joke. <laughs> but anyways, he won a rifle before Facebook turned into what Facebook is, where it's allowed to give away yeah. stuff like that. And no, we can't anymore. But anyways, that's how we come to know John and in the years since past since, I don't know how you would actually say that. John has gotten into decoy dogging, and I guess we're we just got back from Oklahoma, yep, or up north, up north, doing some decoy dogging. It was a great time, way too short of a time, and uh, we're just going to kind of get into the decoy dogging thing because we haven't yep. done a decoy dogging podcast yet. So, hmm, where do we want to start today? Let's do a little bit of like a little bit of. Uh, the history of John Prosser. Yeah. So where did you grow up at? Um, just north of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And born and raised there. Born and raised there. So, yeah. you know, on a ride down here, you just talking about, y'all used to do some predator hunting out there, fox hunting yeah. and stuff like red that. Fox. That's all we really had there was red fox. And right. I guess I told you earlier, coyotes didn't really move in there until after I came to Texas in 2008. Right. But, uh, so I did a little bit, nothing serious. Deer hunt now that, you know, now the deer stand, see a red fox or try to call one in or something like that. But that's really, yeah, I hunted everything. Hunted a lot of small game, hunted a lot of deer up there, turkeys a little bit, but, you know, didn't really get serious about predator hunting until came to Texas. Moved to the Mecca. Yep, the Mecca. And, you know, you were saying... Y'all did do some stuff with hounds, beagles. Yes, I know you had beagles. Yeah. And all that. That's kinda Yeah, when I was young <clears throat> when I was young, my dad he had some coon hounds. My great uncle had some coon hounds. So that I think that's kinda what, you know, got me into I I mean, I just like any kind of good working dog, you know, any type of dog, but especially hunting dogs. So then in high school I got a couple beagles. A buddy of mine had some beagles and We'd run rabbits almost every weekend, just running running behind the dogs, things like that. And, you know, I've always had dogs that, you know, kind of did a job. And, right. And, you know, and I really like hunting dogs of all kinds. So it kind of sparked my interest in the into the decoy dog and just another another avenue to take a different way to, you know, go after coyotes and things like that. Looked exciting. So, so did, did y'all train? the bagels yourselves or yes you know how did how did the you know is it kind of the same similar training or vastly different or uh pretty similar pretty similar i mean just kind of take them out there and you know put them on rabbits i mean they're the beagles i had they you know they come out of parents that hunted beagles and things like that you know just when they're pups shooting a lot around them things like that taking them out getting them to be their you know getting the dog to be your friend and uh you know just taking it out there and showing it a lot of rabbits and eventually they kind of pick it up and you know, beagles is i think pretty easy i mean there's not a whole lot of training that goes into that really i think they either kind of do it or they don't right you know, type of deal so but it was a lot of fun we had a lot of fun in high school doing that kind of thing so so was you know, when did you kind of start getting into, like, when was your first, I guess, successful couch or fox stand? Mm. Oh, I don't know. It was back in Pennsylvania. First successful successful fox stand was back in Pennsylvania. And uh, I was deer hunting. I remember I was in high school. I know I was in high school still. And I think we either had the day off for snow or two-hour delay or something like that. 
it was during deer season mm-hmm. and uh i was just out there and i you know didn't see any deer or anything just started blowing on call a little bit got a fox to come in and you know i never thought anything of it as far as you know it, it didn't really it sparked my interest in it but i didn't get serious about it at that time you know just kind of something i did to in my free time you know from right. working or hunting other things you know but uh and when i came to texas um you know i just you know just the amount of numbers and stuff that are down here and things like that that's kind of what you know because i kind of when i first moved to texas i you know, i kind of sold everything moved to texas you know and and uh so it went several years where i didn't hunt anything you know probably four or five years before i you know started hunting again and then started watching videos of coyote calling coyote hunting fox hunting all that kind of stuff and yeah. i was like i need to do that yeah that's <laughs> just just looked like fun yeah didn't have the money to like you know the ranch that i worked on when i first moved to texas it it was a cutting horse ranch one very big not a lot of land i mean it's 300 400 acres but it was pretty much all dedicated to the horses and stuff there yeah. wasn't a whole lot of hunting to be done there um there was on the back side where we kept a lot of the cows and stuff there was uh, a walking trail back there and on the other side of that walking trail was, was a bunch of timber and open fields and stuff back there and one day i got the idea i was like picked up a call at walmart again I was like, I'm going to get back here. And, you know, I hear the coyotes back here every night. I'm going to get back here and call a little bit. Let's just see what happens. I blew on that call, and three coyotes come screaming across that field. And I, I guess that kind of re-sparked, re, it. re-sparked my hunting and, and definitely sparked my predator hunting yeah. from, from that time on. Like I said, there was, I never really had a whole lot of land around Weatherford, mm-hmm. you know, at first until, until we moved to Morgan Mill where we live at now. You know, when I started managing that place, that's when I started. That's when, you know, TPH kind of started. Yeah. Kind of ran into that on Facebook and kind of, then I started learning more and, and reading more and yeah. watching more videos. And that really started getting me into it then. So, yeah. That was kind of like the, that would have been like the, about the time of the, the massive explosion in TV shows. Yeah. The massive explosion in predator hunting popularity in general. Yep. Uh, a lot of people got back into it or into mm-hmm. it at that point in time. So, at what point did you, at what point did you decide to try your hand at decoy dogging? Well, I guess it was well. My dog Jax, he's three and a half years old. About a year before that, I started thinking about it. Before a year before I got him, started thinking about it, and just through watching videos, I watched you know just heard about it. i don't know if i read about it or if i just ran into it on facebook or something like that yeah. but i saw i didn't even know it was a thing until then like i i, I knew about calling knew about night hunting all that but didn't really know about anything about decoy dog and i think i ran across a tony tebby video or something like that and mm-hmm. saw it and i was like i gotta try that yeah like I, <laughs> you <laughs> videos know videos will get you in yeah there. i mean I, I was like i just gotta do that you know and like i said always having dogs and you know, growing up and hunting dogs and things like that. I was like, it's just one more, one more thing to try. <clears throat> and, uh, I think I told you, I got Jack's through, um, my horseshoe at the ranch, Brian Hammonds. He come out and he's like, I got a litter of pups. And he, yeah, he, he always talked to me about predator hunting when he was there shoeing. We always talked about predator hunting, any type of hunting, you know, just past the time while you're shoeing horses and things. And, and, uh, he told me, he said, my, my female had some pups. He said, you ought to come look at one. He said, I'm trying to give them away. I said, you're going to give them away? He's like, yeah. He said, it's our first litter. He said, you know, I just kind of want them to go to people that might do something with them. He yeah. said, I, he said, so I was like, well, I'll come take a look at him. And I hunt, I already called at his place. You know, I always, you know, for several years, I went over there calling and stuff. So one night I was like, well, I'll come later this week, call your place. It's been a little while since I've been there. I'll check him out. And I did and picked out Jack's and, you know, didn't really know what to do as yeah. far as, yeah. you know, just I still got a like, dog. yeah, yeah. I got a decoy dog. I thought, you know, and, and, um, you know, 
meeting the people I've met through Texas predator hunting mainly. I mean, the reason I kind of know the people I know and, and have the contacts I have is all through Texas predator hunting. But, uh, you know, Kelly Jackson, he helped me a lot, you know, just talking to him on the phone. I met him at that first deal that Memphis won that gun at. I met Kelly Jackson, Clay Reed, you know, you, that's the first time I met you in person. And, uh, I didn't meet Stacy Warner there, but I talked to him a lot about it yeah. and stuff. And so just watching videos and things and, and talking to those guys, trying to figure out what, what to do with my yeah. potential decoy dog now, you know, and, and all that. And so that's kind of what got the ball rolling on that yeah. deal. So you, you pick him up. What was, what was the next thing you did? And you know, well, how old was he when you got him? He was eight, 10 weeks old, you know when most people get pups, you know, when, as soon as they're ready to ready to be weaned and all that, I got yeah. him right away. And, and I just kind of made it my buddy, you know, talking, talking to those guys and reading what I read. They're like, you know, just make him your buddy, you know, make it you know, just like any other dog. Yeah. Now the, un, the only thing I did different with him was, you know, his, his chew toys were coyote pelts. Yeah. You know, I drug around coyote pelts all the time. I drug around tails. I go out hunt coyotes, just find him a new pelt. Yeah. A buddy of mine, Sam Branham, he, he had a, finally he had a, um, one that he had tanned himself mm -hmm. and like that stayed in Jax's kennel all the time. And that was, that was his only toy. I was like, you're going to have a coyote pelt. You're yeah. going to be a decoy dog. Yeah. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. You're going to be a decoy <laughs> dog. You know? <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, but that's, that's all we, you know, just, playing like you would play with a rope toy or something like that. Get him, chase him around. Every time I play with him, it's, you know, get him fired up with it and everything like that. And, you know, and then, uh, talking to Kelly and those guys, um, they're like, wait, you got to get a collar. Now some guys don't run collars. Some guys, they're dogs. I know I went out and hunted with Tony last year. Uh, me and Memphis and a friend of mine went out there and hunting with him. And I was kind of, I thought everybody ran collars on their right. dogs, you know, and things, and he doesn't. Um, his his dogs just naturally kind of kind of decoy and come back. He just kind of, you know, they're trained to whistle or whatever like that, but they right. just kind of naturally do it. Um, I think Kelly was the one that suggested, you know, he said, get you a collar, train him to the beeper collar. Right. You know, and, you know, when every time you say his name, just hit the beeper, and he's got to, they got to come back every time you want him to come back, and. And, you know, no matter what's going on. So I did a lot of that, you know, playing with him or having my son Memphis play with him and I'd beep him, you know, and no matter how fired up or excited he was, you know, he needed to come back, you know. Yeah. So just to, um, backing up just a moment when you were, when you went to go look at the pups, yeah. was there anything in particular you was looking for? I wanted, I wanted a stouter dog. I wanted right. a male dog. I've always with the exception of one of my beagles, I've always had male dogs. I just get along with them better. I think they're built a little stouter. I, I like them. I just, you know, that's just my thing. Um, but um, I like that he didn't have a tail, half of the litter. Right. He, he's a Texas blue lacy and a mountain cur. Daddy was a mountain cur. His mom was a blue lacy. So the litter was just a bunch of mixed up stuff. There was a couple uh, yellow dogs in there, a couple black dogs, one brindle. Some of them had tails. Some of them didn't have tails. My thinking was, and through watching the videos I watched, I saw a lot of yellow dogs, and I was like, oh, a couple of yellow ones in there. So I <laughs> picked a yellow one. And, and the reason I picked the yellow one, in my mind, and nobody ever told me this, but in my mind, if you're decoying, you know, in the morning or the evening, yeah. it'd be a lot easier to pick them out. Yeah. You, know? Yeah. you know, I didn't want a dog that was – colored the same color as a coyote it'd be right. harder you know yeah. get all crazy they kind of mix it up and don't know which one's which if they're out there a little ways or whatever so i wanted that and i also thought well i have my option tail or no tail you yeah. know get one without tail yeah In my mind i Go was like take care of that yeah i was like i'm gonna dock it anyway because one less thing for coyote to grab yeah. a hold of in my mind you know I, yeah and uh and like i said i told you earlier jacks was a biggest one in the litter and brian happened to feed him while i was there and Jax was like he, he's super food aggressive yeah. and he just run all those other little pups i think yeah. there's eight or nine in his litter and every time he 
you know, threw some food in there. Jack's just clean house. I was like, I like that little sucker right there. Yeah. Like he's, he looks like he's, you know, aggressive. He looks like he's kind of a bully. I was like, yeah. I'll take him. Yeah. And Brian, you know, I tried to give Brian money for him. I'm like, what do you want for him? He's like, nothing. He's like, yeah. you just take him. He said, I, I want, I want all these dogs to go somewhere where they have a job. Yeah. And I was like, sweet free dog. I showed up at home and, uh, <clears throat> It's funny because my wife, Sarah, you know, she was talking about getting a dog for Memphis at the time. And I was like, we don't need any puppies. No puppies. We're good. We don't need any puppies. All this, you know, this went on for a couple couple weeks before that. Um, she was wanting to get another dog. I'm like, no puppies. I show up back from hunting and I lay this dog on her lap. Because when I went and looked at him, they were ready to go at that time. They were eight, yeah. eight or ten weeks old. I took. I think one other one left before I got there or one was spoken for it. Didn't leave yet. But anyway, um, she's watching TV in the house and I go in there and lay a puppy on her lap and she's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so that's the puppy. I said, that's a decoy dog. She's like, what? <laughs> she's like, you're telling me we couldn't get a puppy and you can bring one home. I was like, I said, I had a moment of weakness. I, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I forgot moment of weakness. So. so at what point, you know, you're, Working with him, training yeah. him to the collar, yeah. playing with the cowhide. At what point do you start introducing him to like, well, what's the process? Yeah. Do you start taking him on stands or? Well, during all that time I'm playing with him, introducing him to the collar and stuff. I'm also, you know, through what I did with my beagles and everything, I'm shooting around him a ton. Every time yeah. I go, I have a little range at the ranch. I shoot a bunch. I used to before ammo got so crazy. I used to shoot all the time. I'd take him over there and just shoot, start with 22s, something don't scare him, you know, and just shoot and shoot and shoot. So I did a lot of that. Um, also, you know, just introducing him to the to the Fox Pro at the time, the Fox Pro at the time, and I'd sit in the house and play with that to see how he reacted to it, you know, to see, you know, I'd blow mouth calls, blow Fox Pro. And the mouth call thing took a while. It's kind of funny. Like, he's fine with the, fine with the uh, e-caller. But when I blow a mouth call, he'd get all up in your face and just yeah. go nuts. Like, I don't know what it was about it, but he'd just be all over you. I'm like, you got to just get away, you know. And then I'd take him, you know, I, I took him on a few coyote stands. Um, I can't remember the time of year it was. It didn't, when I got, well, when I got him, I know it was cold. It was over the winter. It wasn't really decoying time yet. I think it was actually like, well, he was born around Thanksgiving, so I got him in January. And, uh, you know, I took him and did a couple of, you know, at that time we're night hunting over the winter and stuff. So I'd take every chance I got, I'd take him. You know, we, we went hunting, me and my buddies go hunting. I'd throw him in a body, just a little bitty pup, but I'd throw him in the back seat of the truck, take him along. Yeah. And uh, we killed a coyote. I'd have him on a little, you know, have him on a leash. I'd take him out there, let him smell it kick it around, get him fired up about it, drag it around just like his chew toys at home, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, then I'd start, you know, once summer rolled around, he's still a little young. I mean, he's six, seven months old. And uh, took him on a couple of stands over that summer. I was pretty busy that summer, if I remember correctly, so I didn't really. But when I took him, I just took him on a leash, sat out there and run the call, you know, never – never called anything in this couple of times that yeah. I had him on a leash. I just took him out there, kind of get him used to, you know, just going walking with me and going right. on the stand with me and yeah. stuff like that. Just kind of sitting there and watching. I always say, watch him, watch him. And he'd watching the call, you know, checking it out, but nothing ever happened. Right. And anyway, he's getting real good to the collar, all that called, yeah, you know, all this time talking to Kelly, like, what do I do next? You know, I'm like, what, what do I do with him? You know? Yeah. And talked to Kelly Jackson was the one that told me, he said, he said, if he's listening to that collar good and, you know, he said, take him. He said, just see what happens. And he said, you, you, you don't know if you have a decoy dog or not until they see a live coyote for the first time right. and see how they act. He said, you'll know then. And he said, just take him somewhere where, you know, you can keep them safe. Yeah. He said, and just so happened a place I hunt, they, they just cut some hay, you know, hay fields or gold mines mm -hmm. for coyotes, you know, cut hay fields. So I took him down there and, uh, I was like, 
And by then, I mean, it'd been a month or so since I talked to Kelly. And I was kind of waiting for this particular hay field to get cut. It's real close to the house right down the road and right, waiting for the right opportunity to go. I took him down there. My dad was in town. Memphis was along. And uh, turn on the call. And I, I bet it wasn't three minutes. And uh, a triple comes rolling in. In my country, a triple, you don't see yeah. that often. Yeah. I mean, you rarely three. see a double. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. A lot of singles, a couple yeah. doubles, a triple comes rolling in. And I'm like, and that dog, I mean, he's just sitting there beside me, been on stand with me, you know, he's just sitting there watching. You know, he never saw anything yet. And there's coyotes come around, to, come around kind of a, a tank dam there, come around the corner. And when he's seen them, I mean, he went to them like, like his butt was on fire. And all that, all that. I tell I tell people this all the time. All that went through in my mind was he's fixing to die. <laughs> I was freaking out. Yeah. I was like, because I didn't expect that. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I, I didn't expect him to go to him. I mean, I yeah, you know, doing everything everybody told me to do, but at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm like, it's a free dog. It's, I mean, his wasn't his dad. It was um, a a relative of Jack's was a decoy dog in Oklahoma. His daddy was a hog dog and he's like somewhere down the line, you know, he had some kind of decoy dog in him. I was like, I will see, you know, all his, all his family work, you know, cow dogs, hog dogs, one decoy dog. And so it just blew me away when he went running out there like that. And I was freaking out. I was like, he's just going to (laughs) die. He's going to die. Luckily, one of those coyotes bugged out. I didn't hardly let him work at all. He run one back around the tank dam, come back out, and that coyote was just all over his butt, just biting him in the heels the whole time. He's he's ten months old. He's a yeah. pup, you know. And uh, anyway, I told Memphis, I was like, because I didn't have a gun. My dad had a gun, but he wasn't ready to shoot nothing. Yeah. Memphis had, you know, he's up on the tripod and everything like that. And I was like, kill it. Kill it. <laughs> kill it. <laughs> Memphis shot. He's all he's fired up too. Oh, you know? yeah. he, he missed. Yeah. He shot shot underneath them that was it but i remember you know that day like it was yesterday because it was just so cool yeah you know to to see it all come together and see it all work and then so that's that's when i knew that i you know i had a decoy dog right he did what he was supposed to do yeah i mean first stand i mean but he did it you know so did y'all just continue to try and put him in front of more counts yeah you know throughout the throughout that summer and yeah every chance i got i took and put him on coyotes and and still you know i, I was real quick to real bring quick to beep bring him back and beep him and all that you know just because um i was just worried something was gonna happen right. to him you know yeah. he's still a pup all yeah. that so i was real quick to beep him back but yeah that, from that day i was just like as, as many coyotes as you can go on still yeah i think i was in august pretty sure it was august whenever he that triple came in and all that. And then yeah, took him some. And then that winter, same deal. I'd take him, let him find coyotes after we shot coyotes. And every time we shot one, I'd go to the dog box and back of the truck, get him, take him out there, let him find him. And then I was excited for the next spring after right. that, you know, and then that's when I really started focusing on learning more about Denon. Cause I didn't know it. I mean, I just right. hunted over the winter, you know, things yeah. like that. I'd hunt in the wintertime call when I got to. Then I started learning more about Denon, started locating more coyotes, started picking up more land, and I was doing it all for him, you know, because it was right. just I wanted, you know, to put as many coyotes in front of him as I could, calling people to places that I don't even hunt or or people that I usually didn't even hunt with. I'm calling everyone. I'm like, do you have any coyotes over there? I need to, you know, put my dog on some coyotes, you know, just trying to get him the exposure that he needed to right. you know keep on progressing and stuff so as far as winter goes uh what's that do you try to take them out a few stands how do you work with them during the winter to kind of keep them going and yeah occasionally i take them out you know i'll take them let them find coyotes still yeah all the coyotes i kill over the winter just night hunting and stuff even if he doesn't go along every coyote i bring back to the house and i drag him around let him let him chew on them and yeah. play with them and drag them around you know and things like that so you know, just keep them tuned up. And like, like you said, I mean, I'll take him on a couple of stands over the winter too. Yeah. And, uh, just to be a, more yeah. of a visual decoy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Have you tried to 
and he's decoyed a few in the winter, which kind of surprised me. You know, he, he's done, I don't know, three or four coyotes over the winter that just didn't bug out right away. Right. You know, a lot of them were young, young of the year pups and stuff like that. But some of them actually really worked in December and January and February. I was surprised, yeah. you know, a couple of the stands I took him on that, that, you know, they were older, older coyotes and stuff, not last year's pups or anything, but, you know, and, uh, Somebody told me once, they're like, you know, obviously deep, uh, denning season's the best time to decoy, right. but somebody told me once that, you know, coyotes are just like people, you know, I mean, some people get out of my house. Yeah. Get, just get out. Yep. You know, it don't have to be denning time. Some of them are just ignorant like that. They yeah. want to fight all the time or they're scrappy or whatever. But so I, like I said, I take them, keep them tuned up and all that. So as far as the off season goes, would it be obviously probably more productive as they start pairing up and they're getting ready to, you know, start hitting them dens and stuff. Like, do you get started about then like February, March? Or, yeah. You know, when is it really, when do you really start getting like, okay, it's decoy season? Yeah. Usually middle to the end of April is, you know, when I really start doing good with him. I mean, I love decoying with him. I love taking him out. So I usually jump the gun a little bit and go. And right. I start taking him pretty regular in March and stuff, just hoping, yeah. you know, that I'm going to find an aggressive pair or something like yeah. that. Yeah, chances are that won't happen. I run a lot of them off, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of times, you know, end of April, May, June, July are the best times, obviously. Yeah. But and you know, even April sometimes, you know, it's you'll you'll run some off like you'll just run yeah. them off they don't they don't want to play right it's kind of went left alone so so as far as like the process goes of you know we're in the we're in the time of the year that's ideal yeah what is the process like for people that don't know you know obviously it's hot and that's yeah. a concern for the dogs <clears throat> you want to run your dog plumb today no yeah, morning and evening stands, you know, and like this time of year, you, you know, if I hunt in the morning, first light, you know, get out there and I'll hunt till I feel like it's just too hot for me and for him, you know. Um, evening, I, it seems like where I hunt at, I have better luck in the evening. Yeah, right. I, my percentage is just up in the evening. You would think it'd be mornings. I always thought it would be mornings, but the land I hunt, things it just evenings more. And I wish it was the opposite because, you know, evenings you're trying yeah. to beat the sun. Yeah. You're, you're trying to beat the and sun usually, going down. You know, it's, and it's hotter when yeah, you start. It's always you know? cooler in the morning. Yeah, mornings. it's always cooler in the morning. It but seems like in Texas it's not, doesn't cool down to like three in the morning yeah, or something exactly. like that. Exactly. So it feels like, feels like morning should be better. But like I said, where I hunt, where I live at, it seems like the evenings are really good. And yeah. They, like I said, and you might get two stands in and that's it. You're so right. that's the only wish i could hunt all day i wish it was cooler but right you know doesn't work that way all the time right so as far as sound selections and call placement what is your ideal setup you know as far as how far do you like to call away from you and what are the sounds you're primarily focusing on well i'll put the call i won't put it as far away from me as i will during you morning, know yeah. yeah over the winter, winter. And things, stuff like that but I'll, I'll set it out there 20 30 yards something like that um about 50 50 on if i'll start with a howl or not i might yeah. howl on the call i've never been a very good mouth howler i, I can't <laughs> run a diaphragm at all <laughs> never could tried 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 can't do it um have some open read calls i can howl on a yeah. little bit but i just always i, I kind of rely on the e-caller right. when i'm decoying there's enough going on anyway but, um, you know, I would set the call out there 20, 30 yards. How, sit there, wait, maybe how again. A lot of times I'll do a group how before I start, especially in the morning or the last stand of the day. I might throw a group how in there or something like that. But usually just a, a solo female how is what I usually start with. Right. Kind of wait five, ten minutes, maybe how again, maybe throw in a male how in there. And then I'll, it's all pup sounds. I yeah. do, do a lot of pup distresses a lot of pup fight sounds a lot of right. um you know uh, sounds uh 
something's you know getting in a den another right. coyote getting after some pups things yeah. like that you know all pup sounds I, I stay away and when i hunt over the winter because i don't have the land that a lot of people have as far right. as acreage and where i live at and things like that so i will not you know before before i had a decoy dog i'd run pup distresses and stuff in the winter time because yeah i always heard like don't call anything in run pup distress you know i mean any time of year it works and it does um but i i stay away from a lot of howling and i stay away from all pup distresses in the winter time because you know i'll, I'll hunt a lot of the same land i hunt in the winter yeah. to decoy on in the in the spring and summer so i, I want it to be right you know fresh fresh, fresh ears on that you know fresh ears on that anyway so yeah but that's all i'll run no no distress at all so and you're still very cognizant cognizant i can't talk <laughs> of the wind direction yeah you know i try to set it up for my dog a little better than i do myself right if that makes sense you know he he's very nose driven you saw that this past yeah. weekend yeah and so i'll try to it doesn't always work that way but you know that's just predator hunting in general but you know I'll, I'll try to set it up to where where i think the coyotes are going to come from he can smell them coming right try doesn't always work that way right but i, I always try you know I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna set up on a bad wind where i, I think the wind's gonna blow where those coyotes are gonna come from that's for sure yeah you know but i'll, I'll try to get it in my face or you know kind of where where he can smell them coming mm -hmm. you know things like that so but still very important as far as you know yeah call setup and work yeah the they're wind. still going to work for the wind now maybe not every time like they will in the winter right. time if you yeah. get one that's just fired up and i mean you're right on top of a den or something like yeah you get your hard charger like you will in yeah. the winter time or whatever anyway but I mean, they're still going to work the wind. We saw yeah. that a lot this weekend yeah. too. You know, they're I mean, still going to work it. The, you know, you're with decoy dog and you're, you're firing on the maternal instinct. Yes. You know, that's why you, you've got another canine in the area. The ideal situation is getting hugged up against that den. Mm -hmm. So they'll want to get you out of their territory. Yeah. But still be cognizant. <laughs> of the wind yes because they will work for the wind they'll be looking at you yep you know you can you can get away with a lot more when you're decoy dogging especially the ones that are engaged in the situation yeah exactly you can damn near stand up and do jumping jacks yep. yeah i say that but, all the time i'm like i feel like i could jump jump up and down and they're suckers if they're if they're locked into that dog yeah you, you can get away with a lot oh yeah and you can do all kinds of stuff which is nice because i mean when it's hot and you're decoy dogging you know, I mean, I'll sit out there in shorts and a t-shirt and decoy dog if it's hot enough. You know, I mean, you don't you don't have to be all camoed up and you know, get in the shadows, right. get in the shadows, and yeah. hope that coyote sees the dog and the dog sees a coyote, and then you pretty much get away with anything. Yeah, I get away with. I don't run a suppressor. You know that it's like your sin. <laughs> sin. Where's the? Sin. Where's the? Where's the thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's but, been a while since I've had those buttons. I have no idea which one's which. <laughs> but uh. You can get away with a lot, a lot of doubles, yeah. e even running unsuppressed and stuff. Cause then yeah. they'll just They're, come You, you kill one, especially if you call in a pair, you kill it, you kill one of them, that other one's coming back. Yeah. It's, it's going to come back. They want, they just want you out of that area. Yeah, you know, exactly. Get away with a lot more, but there's still like the one yesterday mm -hmm. after all that commotion, all that time, they was still actively, there were a, approaching us because the dog had come yeah. back yeah. like it's supposed to they're still actively going towards yep. the downwind still slowly drifting yep. in the wind yeah and somebody ruined that mm. trying to shoot them <laughs> <laughs> might have you know i thought that was engaged enough yeah and is it jacks yep Jax. i don't know why i can't remember names i thought it was engaged enough you know i'm sitting there waiting and i'm like okay they're coming in pretty hot mm -hmm. we're gonna kill these yep and when i just so happened our setup uh i had to pick up the rifle and completely yeah. move it and when i seen that they're like nope nope and they were flared and gone they're pretty much fully involved well they i say they what we're assuming is the male yeah was fully involved and the females 
she kept charging in, but yeah. she would stop just shy of coming out there. And exactly. then finally, after they did their whole thing, which yeah. I think we have video clips of it, that'll come out at some point. Uh, finally, like they did their, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then Jax started coming back. And then the female, well, we're assuming female. Yeah. After that one sin, I'm not sure anymore. Uh, we're assuming the female come out. And then they're both like, yeah, let's go get him. Mm-hmm. But they were also yep, just know, drifting, that wind. drifting towards the downwind of us. Mm-hmm. But I mean. Yeah, they're still going to go for it. It's just, I mean, naturally what they yeah, do. They, dog or not yes. dogging or whatever. I mean, a coyote's just going to go for the wind. That's how they. Yeah. That's all they know. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Live by their nose. Yep. So, where do we want to go just keep, next? Just keeps you in the, having that dog there keeps you in the game a little longer. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's the and distraction it, of it. Yeah. So. And it is, you know, decoy dogging is, as far as predator hunting is concerned, if you want to eliminate numbers, yeah, that's the time to do it. It's the most effective way of doing it. Exactly. Because, and you know, some people may get upset about this. Most times, when them, especially when them pups are in the den, they're tiny and small. Yeah, uh, they're not going to make it. No, you know, if if you dispatch the parents, if you will, yep, they're not going to make it. That's the most effective means of population control. Yep, you know that's that's why one decoy dog is a blast. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's hot and there might be snakes and whatever, yeah. but. It's a blast. Exactly. All it takes is one great stand, and it just oh yeah, everything's worth it. Because yeah. when they get in there and get mouthy and barking and everything yep. else, it's a lot. There's a lot going on, but it's still a blast. Exactly. So, you know, you're setting up. You're you're kind of setting up similar to the way you would during yeah, regular similar. barn season. You're primarily running, you know, the pup sounds yeah. and Vocals. so forth. About how long of a stand would you typically make before you're you're typically like I'm out? Uh, you know, I'll <clears throat> I'll give them. Typically, it's twenty minutes, and you know they should. If you're on top of them the way right. it's supposed to, you know the way you're supposed to be in things, it should happen in under ten. Right. Should happen in three. Right. But I give them twenty because of they, because it's so hot. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, well, give them a little longer, right? Kind of wait, maybe they're coming from a little ways off. It's hot; they're kind of yeah. dragging getting here. They just want to check it out, right? You know, so I'll still give it 20 minutes, which, you know, my stands in the winter time, just regular calling and stuff, or 25, 30 minute stands right. typically, yeah. Unless I do a contest, which I do very rarely, but yeah, you know, I'll move them along a little faster then, but. So a decoy stand is generally quicker than my normal calling. Right. You know, my normal calling, like I said, a lot of guys, you know, and it's because of the area. I mean, a lot of guys out here, you know, I mean, 15 minutes right. and they're out, yeah. you know. So the, the decoy stand still is quicker, you know, yeah. for me. Yeah. But maybe maybe not for someone that lives right out here yeah, or, or in thicker coyote especially country. for contest hunters it's oh, yeah. vastly different like yeah it depends on the day and the scenario yeah uh you know when it's super windy and they're working draws stand yeah. may only last five minutes yeah uh whereas like a typical stand may last 12 minutes because mm-hmm. they're they're just going every mile yeah scenario yeah. and you know I'll, like i said i'll howl at the beginning go to some pup sounds if i know i'm like man I know they're here. I did my did my homework. I know where these coyotes yeah. are at. I know I'm on top of them. And, you know, a lot of times I'll kind of take a break in that stand at right. maybe the 10 or 12-minute mark and then almost kind of start over. And sometimes right. I'll get a little more aggressive, go with some challenge howls and things like yeah. that to, you know, kind of piss them off a little bit. I'm like, right. why aren't they getting up and coming? Maybe it's too yeah. hot or whatever. And I'll kind of challenge them. And that's worked several times. I'll challenge them, wait three to five minutes, then go back to pup to sound pup right. sounds again or something and that's it's been effective at right. times you know yeah maybe perhaps if you're maybe a little bit further away from the den yeah and they're going to be a little little apprehensive to traveling that far maybe getting a little bit more aggressive with it yeah whereas during the winter i would never i wouldn't venture out and hit no Mm-mm. challenge i mean because the winter you're you're hit you've hit pup <clears throat> dispersal and in the winter you're you're 
majority of your cows are just nomadic type cows yeah. or first year pups and they're typically going to spook off on that kind of stuff yeah exactly more times than not but this you know this time of year you're going for mom and pops yep you know uh, yeah i want the alphas yep. so i'm after yep <clears throat> so do you scout much more aggressively now because you, you i know, do ideally yeah you're wanting to get in is there such thing as too close to the den um, no such thing as too close to the den as long as, <laughs> as long as you get in there without blowing them out, right. you know, as long as yeah. the wind's right and all that kind of stuff, you know, and after several years of doing, doing this with Jack's there, you know, I hunt a lot smaller tracks of land and right. things like that. And, you know, coyotes reuse the same dens a lot of years. So, you know, my new properties, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of scout, talk to, talk to people, talk to the landowners. <gasps> Ask them, you know, where they're howling at, what area of the ranch they howling at, where they at. A lot of the place I've been hunting for years, um, you know, a lot of those places I kind of know. Every year this is money in mm-hmm. decoy time. Yeah. Like, you know, I look for the water, yep. especially this year. Yep. Especially this year when it's dry. because no, Nothing can live without water. You right. find the water, you're going to find a den. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I especially. mean, depending on how much water, you know, how many tanks, yeah. ponds, all that, but. If they're spread out, you know, in in that, you know, a typical coyote's range, there's probably going to be a den pretty close to that. Right. You know? Yeah. That's a good so, place to start for anything. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'll go check out the ponds. I'll check out tanks. I'll look for tracks. I'll look for, you know, scat tracks. I'll go out. I'll, I'll kind of sit on the roads outside my properties. I'll, you know, drive around, maybe howl from the road, something like right. that, or just sit. I do it do a lot of pig hunting too i'll go out there and just pig hunt but i'm i'm, I'm wanting to kill pigs but i'm also kind of just right. wanting to sit there and listen for coyotes kind of know where they're Keep at track yeah. where they're yeah. going from yeah yep so i mean it's just as i say scouting's important yep <laughs> very important <laughs> so getting into this weekend we'll kind of do like a little recap type yep. deal so you know, basically because of the time constraints, you know, I've been hunting this place for a couple of years now, time constraints and it, you know, it's a, a large piece of property. Mm-hmm. There's lots of coyotes, even though, you know, we're constantly killing them because it is a large cattle ranch. There's always a, there's always a new set of coyotes going to take over the other yeah. one's home territory, but because of time constraints, you know, I didn't. I haven't been down there yet this year, so I haven't been out to go locate a lot and stuff like that. Yeah. But we're, it's convenient because water is pretty, Yeah. other than the river, the rest of the ranch, water's pretty scarce. Yep. So you're it's pretty good bet that yep. there's going to be something near water. And on top of all that, a lot of the waters have some prairie dog towns, oh, yeah. which makes it even more convenient because yep. there's their meal. And their water. water. Yeah. So what we did was we just worked those over and then worked over another aspect. We didn't even cover this. Another aspect to keep in mind is being able to see what's going on. Yeah. You know, so out there, again, the prairie dog towns generally don't have much grass. No. And the water, because of the water, the cattle are constantly in there trampling it down. So those are kind of our best bets other than the the wheat fields down yeah. on the river and stuff like that. So, you know, kind of had a rough start. Yeah. <laughs> a little rough start. Well, it, you know, it wasn't that it was rough. It was you know, kind of going in there and we only got basically a day of hunting. Yeah. And we one got, full day and yeah. A couple so of stands in the evening. I kind of had a, an idea of what we want to do. And I had a great idea of where the best spots yeah. for decoy dogging. Cause you want to be able to see, yeah, the coyotes and the dogs as, as best as possible. Yeah, you don't want one. You want to be able to see it. Two, you don't want things going on that you can't see. Exactly. And we had a few sissy coyotes. Yep. Uh, we did actually. You know, we walked in. Probably got a little bit too close to a few of them. Probably. You know, walked in. Cows were an issue. Which this time of year, the cows are spread amongst the entire yep. ranch. You know, in different pastures. And also, as hot as it is. Yes. And we're hunting water holes. Yep. The cows are going to be and, hanging around uh, the water just are, like everything else. These are attack cows. So yeah. anytime they hear cows, they come <laughs> running in. 
So that was kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Struggled a little bit at first. You know, but. we talked about that too. Like I love having cows around. Yep. I just don't need them walking right out in front of the oh, coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Or, or the attack longhorn who kept trying to get your dog and the cow yeah. coyotes. <laughs> uh, so Friday afternoon we called in a single, was a single, the first down. Yeah. Yes. Single first down. Single first down. And I'm not sure it wasn't already out there. It didn't. Because I was watching that hillside yeah. the entire time, and I never seen nothing come in. But you know, a few minutes in, it sticks his head up, and it mm. laid there for a while. Oh yeah, because they could see Jacks, but it's so far over there, and there's prairie dogs. Oh yeah, going everywhere. Jacks like Jack. Jacks has never. <laughs> we don't have prairie dogs where I'm right, at. and. That that was a little bit of an issue yeah. at first. Yeah, Jack, Jack thought were... it was like whack-a-mole. Yeah. Like he run after one and go down the hole and another pop up. I mean, he was so preoccupied yeah. with the prairie dogs, he forgot what his job was yeah. there for a little while. I think I think they were messing with him a little bit. Yeah, I think. Some of them seemed like they were popping up, barking, and go back down. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that was a, a younger coyote, sissy yeah. coyote, but Memphis was able, you know, even though it was a younger coyote. Yeah. It watched Jax for a while, and Jax actually, you know, we're, you're trying to tell him, but you can't just tell him. It's over there on that hill. Yeah, exactly. You know, go get it. Uh, and he went, he actually, I think he went down the chase of a prairie dog. Yeah. And the yeah. cow was like, ooh, and it come on down there. Yeah. Swooped by the pond. Around the pond. Jack's still preoccupied. But even dogs. though it was a, obviously a younger cow, it still started going for oh, the yeah. win. Yeah. And that's when Memphis dispatched it. Uh, we had time for one more stand. Yeah. And I was like, there's a spot, it's like a highway for cows. We're going over there because it's yeah. water prairie dog town cows. Great, great spot. And we're cutting it close on time, probably a little bit later. You know, it was yeah. getting pretty dark there towards the end. That's oh, why yeah. we didn't. So we set up, start calling, nothing, 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 to my surprise. Cows, the attack longhorn come in. Uh, they was kind of getting in the way, then they kind of move, getting yeah. in the way, kind of move. And because of how open it is in the area, and how much short on time it was. Yeah. We rolled right up in there and, you know, yep. parked just where we could. Oh, yeah. Only a little, you know, grove of trees yeah. right there. The, other than that, we'd have had to walk almost a mile. Oh, yeah. We didn't have time. You know. That's I, the problem with decoy dog and this yeah. beating the sun at the yeah. end of the day. You know, you're, you, you're hustling. You're sometimes that's the way you got to make it work. Yeah. Just so happened that one didn't work. Yeah, because so, <laughs> of the truck. There was already one coyote in the field. Oh, that's right. We bumped that one and bumped it out. It never came back in. And I feel like just because of the, how long it took them to finally come on over there, I feel like they probably sitting up on the hill watch us come in too. Probably so. Probably so. That that little spot. You know, I can't tell you how many coyotes we've saw hunting them prairie dogs during the winter time. Yeah, that, that little hill is kind of like their hangout spot during winter. So. We finally got them to howl, howl at us. Yeah. Kind of like a challenge bark howl type deal. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they were close. We can get them in. Yeah. So I threw like a little subtle howl at them and then rode right back into a, a pup distress sound. And then here they come. I mm. mean, just barreling in because Jax, yeah. Jax was out there roaming around. Yeah. And they seen him. Yeah. And come to find out they're so far over, they could see the pickup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well maybe not because the attack cows are in the way yeah so you know here come the attack longhorn going after jacks again yeah and it was kind of like oh man it's gonna be awesome because they coming in hard and fast yeah. jacks finally turned around seen him coming and he engaged them yep engaged them running then, a couple hundred yards yeah. back there they split off and we we wasn't able to shoot because here come the attack longhorn and his all his little buddies and they just rode right into the way oh, yeah. so they just kind of yeah you know they was able to get out Gone. there which we was glad to see a pair roll in. Yep. You know, it, of course, you know, also we're filming that puts a different spin on things. Yeah. You're decoy dogging around cows. It puts a whole different spin on things. It's not like winter where you're just rolling out there, going to dispatch as many as possible. Yeah. When you're filming, you're going you gotta to try and get footage and stuff like that, even though yeah. I was kind of antsy. Uh, and the attack cows, you know, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. So, you know, still a good good start yeah good seen, start seen felt good coyotes, about it three coyotes and two stands i was like it's good we uh rolled out the next morning at daylight it was muggy as hell mm. it was it wasn't hot hot but it was muggy yeah, muggy uh 
now I'm having trouble remembering what all happened that day. We did. We called in one on the first stand, and it yep, sissy coyote sit out there and just watch oh, us. That was we were trying to go after the double from the night before yeah. the cows were yeah, on. We, we hit them at a different on. angle. Yep. I kind of know their travel. Yeah, well, it's pretty easy to know their travel pattern. It's great travel corridor for all game. Yeah. So we kind of, I was like, we'll start right there and get that pair. Yeah. Uh, but sometime in the stand, there's coyote popped up out there, and he watched. You know, he could see see us and the dog, and it just didn't want any left. Yeah. So we rode on down, got into the bottom, where it, you know, get on them open wheat fields. Yeah. And that was a stand. The next stand was a uh, no. We blanked. We blanked a couple. No. No, no, no. no. We rode up to another windmill. Coyote come in from the downwind. That's right. And That's it was right. coming hard. Yeah, hard. Coming hard. And we were like, eh. And Justin's actually sitting on the, the side of me. So I couldn't just swing over and yeah. shoot him. And everybody kind of seen him at the right when he was catching our wind, basically yeah. on everybody's right hand side from the, the hard downwind. Yeah. It was expect them, you can expect all you want, but expect them to come from a certain area and then try to go for the downwind. This yeah. one came, came from, the downwind. from the downwind. He peeled out, but he, you know, they kind of engaged just over the hill. Yeah. But he just wasn't interested in coming back. No. He come running right by us and looked like Looney Tunes character when he saw us. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big old flare. He flared off hard. <laughs> we had a dry stand, and then we got into a another cow pasture. Yeah. And here come the cows. Here they come. <laughs> of course, here comes coyote. Yep. Late. It took a while to call that one in, too. Yeah. Uh, was that a single or a double? That I think was, it was a single. single. So. It was a pretty good good yeah. size coyote. Yep. Uh, come in, act like it was going to decoy. They kind of messed around. Yeah. Messed around a little bit. And then he was going to try and head out. Yeah. Cows getting away. It is kind of a longer shot. And that was the one Memphis missed. Yep. Correct? That's the one he yeah. missed. Yep. Which we gave him a lot of crap about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though this one thing important to note as it pertains to decoy dogging, they're going to work. Yeah. And, you know, usually the guy running the dogs will tell you, give you the command. Yeah. Or in our case, also the camera guy. Yeah. Kill him. Kill him. And a lot of people, I've done it before too. Yeah. Very instinctual. So, you know, they're watching them because they're ready to shoot yeah. them and exciting. Le- and a lot leaning of things on the on. trigger. Everybody's leaning. Yeah. <laughs> Kill them. You know, you yeah. may not even have a great sight picture. You just, exactly. It's instinctual. Because it happens so quick. You know, Jacks will engage and release and re-engage. Right. So I'm watching him. And, you know, if, if he turns around on that coyote and, and, you know, you wait a second or two after I say kill him, it might be too late. That coyote, right. he's got to yeah. run him again. And then yeah. you, you don't know. I mean, you can. I've been doing it long enough where I'm starting to be able to read the coyotes right. better. You can, you can read their body language, just like, just like calling in the winter time or anything mm-hmm. like that. But you can kind of tell how shy or how aggressive they're going to be. And, and you kind of know when they're coming in, how many follow, call them follow backs, how many times Jack's can engage them right. and release them. And yeah. they're going to keep coming back before they're just tired or they had yeah. enough or they yeah. don't want to play no more. You know what I mean? And, and that all has to do with how aggressive they are. Yeah. So like you said, I mean, I tell somebody to kill them. They better be lean. You, know, you yeah. got to be leaning on yeah. it. And sometimes with all that excitement going on, you'll pull the trigger. Oh, yeah. or, you know, the first time I went decoy dog and that's exactly what happened. Oh yeah. And it was, a, <laughs> it was our first successful stand and I was hunting with Kelly Jackson. So it made it super embarrassing as hell. <laughs> uh, and he's like, go ahead and kill him. <laughs> you know, I was already like, I was just about to pull the trigger. Yeah. So as he said, kill him, I pulled the trigger and I shot right over it. And I'm like, what a laser. <laughs> so, we had that stand. Did we quit after that? We called it a day then, or did we make one more? What, the dough. The dough stand oh, after yeah. that. So we, and then, then we called it a, a day. Or no, we had the dough stand and another blank, I think, right? We might have done two more. Yeah, because we had that big valley. We were in that big valley way up there. Yeah, I don't even Yeah, we blanked now. two in a row because yeah. I said, ah, let's try one more. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so we, we blanked two in a row, and I was like, yeah, Jax is hot. We're all hot. We got in Warming there. up, it's a hot. Almost 100 degrees, almost. You know, our last, rolling out. Our last stand of the morning, we got down in a, the river bottom completely yeah. on a, a winter wheat field. Got Nils, uh big cottonwood trees. It was real pretty. Would have been a nice place for a hammock. Oh, yeah. And great calling spot. We just didn't call nothing in until, like, you know, 
I'll run. So I was running the call most the time. Well, all the time. Uh, if we're not seeing anything, and I think we're in a great area that we should be seeing something. Yeah. Towards the end of the stand, I'll go ahead, especially this time of year, kick on some fawn distress or oh, some yeah. sort of prey distress. Yeah. Just to make sure maybe that sissy coyote who don't want to come in. Yeah. When he hears that, he might come in. Yeah. So it's never a, never a terrible idea to go ahead and what's going to hurt. Yeah. You know, you haven't Because the goal is still to kill coyotes. Yes. Still want to kill coyotes, yeah. whether they work the dog or not. Yeah. So I turn on fawn distress. I didn't see no deer around. No. <laughs> no one did. <laughs> but uh one almost run over justin so yeah. and that was pretty exciting because uh it come flying in because as we set up it worked out better to push the call just the left of everybody but kind of stand on our our plane here mm-hmm. and that doe she was gonna run that woods edge where we were sitting oh yeah and about the time she just passed directly in front of justin here comes jackson they oh, kind of yeah. collided for a minute and then you tone him back she yeah obviously don't want him chasing deer yeah that was pretty exciting you know everybody's kind of getting bored i guess yeah and all of a sudden we got almost run over which i mean now we've caught over tons and tons of does this uh-huh. time of year as soon as you turn on fawn distress oh better, yeah they're all over you better watch out uh you know heat of the day you know obviously it's getting too hot for, to be running the dog and all yeah. that she kind of shut it down and then came the afternoon hunt yep we uh afternoons when the magic happened yeah. finally finally so we, <laughs> what we were waiting for we basically just jumped on <laughs> the other side of the ranch on the same kind of wheat fields because you know we were just basically hitting spots again where we could see where there's water close by yep and places like we killed coyotes during the winter uh, places i knew well and i knew there was a lot of coyote you know travel through the area uh we started out that first stand we was just about to give up. We'd been on stand pretty good while. And I was like, man, and you know, we heard some coyotes way off in the distance. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Justin, Justin said he heard a couple out there and I was like, and we, we'd actually, the last time I was there, we killed a coyote there, uh, kind of on vocals. It was, oh. it was, they probably already had, well, they may not have had pups. Well, that's, that's definitely pregnant in the end, but yeah, you know, killed a big female there. My brother did. Uh, so we, you know, rode up over there and was about to give up. And all of a sudden the coyote came in. Yeah. And then he, just cause of the topography, mm-hmm. uh, he could see Jack's, but it, it had to been like right at eye level to the ground Yeah, for Jack's to notice oh, yeah. him. And, you know, you're telling him and he's just looking everywhere, but he yeah. just kept skimming over it. Yeah. Kept skimming over it. And we, I was getting, because he, he come in, he was looking at Jax real hard. He didn't want to go all the way over to the call because he could yeah. see Jax. And then he was by himself. And it seems like when they're by themselves, they're nowhere near as brave as when they're no. with others. Every once in a while, you'll get that lone male that's by himself. I mean, yeah. a big old male that'll come in there and scrap. But but as a whole, they yeah. want they want to they be paired up. Yeah they want an unfair fight yeah. <laughs> you know well, it's, you know jack's a little bit bigger dog yeah so yeah. i'm sure it's a little bit intimidating to how coyotes are and we were you know it just it didn't seem like i was ever gonna end for me because i'm like yeah. we need to kill this son of a bitch yeah yeah you know, because i you know this is a ranch i do depredation on exactly so even though it's kind of like we're there to film but we kind of need to be shooting some coyotes yep uh i was ready to shoot it because it, it just wasn't coming anymore yeah. I, mean, I thought that. I thought it was gonna was be gonna turn. He's starting to turn around, and lead back out, but yeah. he's still kind of like, eh. and but Jack just still so ain't out, seen it. <laughs> yeah, just Jackson's like looking everywhere, like, "What are y'all talking about?" <laughs> and the cow's up on a hill, and I'm wanting to shoot it, but Jackson's it's yeah. just too close. I, yeah. you know, I'm like, God. <laughs> so, you know, we're about like, oh, we're screwed, you know. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden. That one comes screaming in from the left, yeah. and it, it was another one. Oh, it wasn't yeah. wide open, but it was it was rolling yeah, it in there from, hard. The extreme it came from left, our extreme left, yep. barreling in right to the call. And yeah. then Jack seen it, and it was on. Yep, you and know? it was on. That was the bigger one. Yeah, correct. Yeah, the, the bigger the two. Assuming of the male, and they they did some scrapping and this and that, and in and out of the trees. Jack's yeah. tried to bring him back, but he'd kind of hang out. And then the other one came looped back around and she kept darting over there to the edge of this scrub brush, what I call it. Yeah. But she never would come on out there. No. 
and they scrapped and uh, put on a pretty good little show out yeah. there, but it just would not come up there to us. No. Until Jax come on out, come on back to us, or was heading towards us, and that little coyote come out, and then they felt oh, yeah. comfortable. That yeah. Those are the ones that rode for yep. the downwind. Yep, those are the ones. That they, they just kept on kind of drifting that way. That one we were expecting to be the female in that deal, it was funny. I mean, that never really engaged Jax, but she was just kind of there yeah. to back up what we're assuming was her right. male, male counterpart. She, he, they kind of advanced towards us. Jack's kind of working them, and she'd just kind of keep creeping up the backside. She'd never really, I don't know if she ever, her and Jack's ever, you know, went a circle or anything. Right. I think she was just kind of like there, yeah, like she was just back up, you know, right. she was just get kind him. of get him, get him. <laughs> she started to fight. She's like, you go finish it. Yeah, you go finish it. And, uh, you know, we didn't get those killed, unfortunately. No. Just due to, mainly due to topography and, oh, yeah. you know, the situation. It's, again, it's not yeah. when you're trying to film. And all that. It's not like any other couch yeah. where you just blast them. Yeah. You know, you got yeah. my people, dog around. Dog. Yeah. And then they, they. And that was the thing. They kept creeping close. And what were those coyotes? They were 20 yards yeah, whenever when they, they bugged out. When they spun out. And Jack's, you know, at first he's going out there, come back. There's more room. Yeah. You know, but when they're, they're at 20 yards and you got the dog in between yeah. us and the coyotes and you never know when. I mean, I, I'm kind of watching Jack. That's why I, I rarely decoy by myself for that right. reason. Yeah. It, it, you know, I, I love my dog. I want to take care of my dog. And uh, I rarely take him by myself for the reason of you just never know when he's going to turn and bolt yeah. back and yeah. re-engage. Yeah. You know, and, and that could be the difference of a bad accident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I definitely don't want and that. The, like and the that. closer it gets, you know, the the less time you have like you better yeah. be you better be leaning on the trigger and yeah and shoot when when it's time to shoot I, before t- he rolls back the terrain them, so. the terrain saved them yeah so exactly they rolled down that dip and then it was like gone and we tried to call a little bit longer to get them because yeah. they, they kind of rolled back around where they came from so it's hope wishful thinking probably but yeah. hoping they might peek back out there like yeah. someone will but that's gone yeah because they they definitely definitely saw us but they didn't just bug out and leave hard. Right. Only because Jax was on their butt when they did yeah. flare and go, you know, they kind of left harder for that, but not like they were scared of us. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were pretty engaged in the yeah. dog. So we thought, you know, they might pop back up over that hill, but yeah, never happened. So we, you know, time's ticking. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to call a spot that was a little bit closer to that one, but I'm like law of averages. We're going to this one spot. Yeah. Where I've seen multiple codes and, We've killed a few. Again, off this green field, just way further down. And that stand is was the best one by far. Oh yeah. Uh that was we, that like was the one. Six, seven minutes in. Probably. And it was pretty quick. The good thing about you know, the sun's slowly fading yeah. or fastly fading. The good thing about this spot was the the wind was perfect for Jacks. Right. Uh we had the the upper hands, what I call it, because we had the river as a natural funnel point. So they couldn't, yep. if they tried to swoop downwind far out, we would be able to see them and shoot them. Exactly. They couldn't, unless they wanted to jump down a huge bank and swim the river, they couldn't yeah. flank us this way. So we kind of had them in a choke point, essentially. Yep. One shows up and he acted again, acted kind of iffy Hesitant. at first. Yep. And at this point, I'm super itchy trigger finger. Now, <laughs> even though. He's 50 yards away, but in my mind, I'm like, we got to kill some cops. Yeah. Footage is great now, but we got to kill some cops. I'm already wanting to shoot him because he, he kept chickening out a little bit. Yeah. Well, they, we had that fence line. Jax ran up to the fence. Yeah. The that fence coyote ran up. down to the fence. <laughs> fence was a barrier but for a moment. It felt, it felt like 10 minutes. I mean, I'm sure it was <laughs> 10 seconds. two seconds, <laughs> but it felt like I was like, Jax is not going through the fence. The coyote's not coming through the fence. What's going on? It's kind of like a standoff. Yeah. Like this is our, this is my line. This is your line, you know? And I, I was already aiming because they're, he's still not 50, 60 yards nah, away from us. Right there. Uh, I'm already aiming. I'm looking at Justin like, you on this thing? You know? <laughs> and Justin's over here like, get your hand off the trigger, basically. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, because they're there and it's quality footage and everything. Exactly. And then I was actually supposed to shoot. <laughs> I was supposed to kill that yeah. coyote. And, you said there's another coyote, and I thought, no, there's not. There's just yeah. one coyote over there. And then all of a sudden, another one yeah. appeared out of there. That's when things got interesting. Oh, yeah. They 
again, probably felt confident, more confident. Then they come on over there. Exactly. And, and you know, they situation crossed the, crossed dictated that I put the call far left of us again. Yep. Because we, as they come down our little funnel, we wanted to drag them over here towards Memphis. Yep. You know, get it away from trying to cut down wind and put the action in front of us with that perfect backlight from yep. the sun. And then they got out there and tussled around and all yeah. kinds of stuff. Growling, howling, challenging. You know, doing what you you hope to see exactly. when you're decoy dogging. Exactly. Uh, we got some good footage. And you know, I was kind of worried, you know, it's late in the evening and everything else like that. And I was kind of worried, like, Jax was, I was kind of worried like he was going to get tired. And, yeah. You know, and don't want to, you don't obviously don't want to overwork him. Yeah. So I'm like, you want to go ahead and shoot it and. Thank God, the Justin, the camera guy's like, stop. stop. <laughs> yeah. No, they're no, here. They're but here. But again, in my mind, I'm like, they can just bug out. Cause oh, yeah. The problem with it, you know, we had one that was probably more aggressive than the other one. Yeah. After they tussled around and did their thing for a minute, they kept going back to that fence, and I'm like, they're going to leave. Gonna mm-hmm. You know? What I was thinking, too. But luckily, uh, we held out for a little bit. Yeah. Then they separated, so that footage, the, you wouldn't have been able to get two kill shots, but all of a sudden he went back to the other one. They stopped right at the fence right by oh, yeah. each other. Side by side. So as yep. soon as I heard shoot, yep. I shot mine. Yep. <laughs> and then. And that's why I was like, I was glad Justin, you know, I'm glad he, he let him get that. Yeah. That, that, that extra follow back and yeah. that extra action. Yeah. And then I could tell, you know, I, I could tell Jack's starting to wear down. Yeah. Yeah, I could tell. I was like. I was like, we better kill him. Yeah. I think I said kill him, and it was, you must have been leaning on it pretty oh, hard. I was ready. I was ready, like, <laughs> I don't even I know if I got ago. it. I don't know if I got it out before I was like, boom. And Memphis yeah. hit that. Yeah. Yeah, Memphis was on his gun, too, and ended yeah. up doubling up. Yeah. Which is awesome. Got him dispatched, and that, you know, that made the whole trip. Yeah. Uh, that was the footage you were looking for. You know, we got got them killed, all that stuff. Yep. And we raced down there and tried to make one more. We didn't see nothing. No. <laughs> no. But you know, it was that that one, and we'll be releasing that footage at some point, and it'll be great. You know, it's good stuff, lots of cool photos and everything else. Oh yeah, it was a great time. We got up this morning. You know, it's a long drive. We wanted to you know record this podcast. We literally just pulled up and jumped in oh, there. Yeah. Uh, this morning, uh, we already had one in the field. Was going after this one they've been seeing. Is already in the field. He kind of meandered around a little bit. He's we watched us walk in. Yeah, exactly. He meandered around for a little bit, and I thought maybe he'll come over here, but he just kind of meandered around. And I I have the benefit of knowing the topography, the terrain, and everything. And oh, I know yeah. where he's going. He's about to disappear. Uh, so I went and dispatched him, and we made one more. And that cow wiener just come right up to the fence left. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I mean, they're very little. Yeah, Memphis seen him. I never saw him. Yeah, Memphis. I believe is the only one that saw that one. It's it pays to have the young eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, all in all, it was too short of a trip, but it was a great trip yeah. nonetheless. Already uh, planning next year. Yeah, you're gonna hit it again next year yeah, for sure. Try to make it a little bit longer trip yep. next time. So, well, I mean, that's pro- probably a pretty good place to wrap up. I know y'all need to get back and yeah, we that. need y'all we still need got another what three hours, three and a half. Well, it was a great time. Can't wait for next year. Appreciate you coming into the podcast. See you guys next time.